You're listening to Fight in Progress. With your hosts and stress coaches, founder of Under the Shield, Susan Simmons, and TomTheBomb.com. Fight in Progress grapples with the internal and external struggles in the daily lives of our men and women in law enforcement, the armed forces, and first responders. Tackling the tough topics and supporting those who support us. We hear you, and we're here for you. But again, um, I did some good analyst work. I learned a lot when it came to business uh, and, 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 and how to look at things um, in a more buttoned-down, methodical way and, and come up with solutions based on uh, solid facts, data, mm-hmm. versus hunch. And along, picked up some computer skills and this and that. I had, I had some pretty good people around me that, that, that taught me how to be an analyst, right? That, believe it or not, helped me quite a bit in, 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 in my current career. I bet. So, um, Christmas party <laughs> comes around, like, like Tom said. And uh, I've knew of Tom for about a year before I met him, I think. Man, maybe like, like, maybe like six months. Oh, he's so cool. He always comes over to, to, <laughs> to say hi to Tracy and, you know, and, and, and reignites that like fire in, in me of like oh, I boy. I was like I really want to be a cop. I this, that's all I want to do. <laughs> so it's all your fault. And she's yeah, like it, it is 100% his fault. <laughs> like legitimately. So so um we you know start having dinners, barbecues, you know, drinking together and stuff like that. We were freaking together every weekend. Yeah, it was crazy. Seriously. And uh and Tom and Airlines changing. I'm I'm really not fulfilled internally. And he's like, dude, you ever thought about being a cop? And I'm like, all the time, man. <laughs> I'm like, I freaking hate you, dude. You get paid to go train firearms. You ride a motorcycle. motorcycle. <laughs> you're like, you're the freaking awesomest dude on the planet, right? Like, God. and and uh, and he's like, well. Where are you at with your sister? I was like, I have no idea. And and I turned, I was, yeah, I just turned 30. And like a week later, two weeks later, I get a letter in the mail and being invited to get sworn in as an American citizen. Wow. Over at Sandra Day O'Connor building. Wow. And, um, and. Now, did all your family get it at the same time? No. It was, it... No, I was the first one. Okay. Which was weird because my dad was the, the sponsor, if you would, like, right? The person that. Sure. That's why that's why the initial okay by the government was because hey this dude knows a lot about this mm-hmm. how can he help our country right and he was an Eastern European fighter jet subject matter expert on several aircraft that then maybe people wanted to know about yeah. anyways yeah. <laughs> so um, I get my citizenship and again we're, we're like celebrating that stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm getting hammered. <laughs> and uh, and Tom goes, hey, dude, now you can be a cop. I was like, that's right. But what was it? Was it Ferguson? What was happening at the time? Again, I don't it, remember what. But we, nobody was hiring. Yeah. Like Phoenix froze its hiring. Obviously, I wanted to, I, I, like, I, I, I didn't care which agency took me. I, I prefer Tempe to take me at mm-hmm. the time because... I, I, that's, that's what my family is. That's, you know, that's what my, you know. my yeah. best friend in the world is. He's the one who 
who reignited a fire in me. And then I introduced him to another buddy of ours. And bro, <laughs> that guy, he's he's passed away since from uh, cancer. But yeah. So that's why I told you two two most important men people in my life is this guy and 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 uh, our Dan. mutual friend Dan that's passed away and um and then a third dude that I'm not going to mention. <laughs> um but he's a cop. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And I I high I, ranking I, was. Yeah, I don't know how much like I want to give uh, like 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 the the high ranking cop, right? <laughs> Anyways, yeah. I bet I know who that is. Okay. I have to tell you, I have to tell you this. So I'm like, nobody's hiring. I'm like, I'm now now I'm pissed off because the way things are going over at US Airways. Sure. And and so my initial like growth kind of plateaued mm-hmm. because they were they were now trying to merge with, with American Airlines. You know? Well, but but how did they do that? They brought in some executives from North Northwest. Yep. So you see, like you know, everybody brings their own people in, and then you kind of gotta. It's like you kind of get pushed yep. to the side. So that was making me happy. Well, they're talking about, and then I bet they're already talking about moving to Dallas, headquarters to Dallas. And, and honest to God, at that time, I didn't care because of the flight benefits. Sure. You know where I would live. I, I the only thing that I wanted as a young man was continued growth mm-hmm. and challenge and i like i said i felt like i plateaued when i plateau it's like i just i'm on autopilot sure. I'm disconnected unengaged unhappy and uh and then uh, then now i'm looking at agencies in a valley mm-hmm. nobody's hiring and then dan and tom both they're like dude if you want to be a pilot you i'm sorry if you want to be a cop you'll be a cop mm-hmm <laughs> like these dudes like like what like i don't like i appreciate the love and positive energy but you guys are full of it right as you climb on your motorcycles with your yeah. badge and your gun yeah <laughs> yeah and then talk to me about hunting and doing all kinds of other stuff and having fun and it, i'm like i like and you guys are always happy i hate you uh-huh. both like <laughs> what the hell they paid me to ride a motorcycle for 23 years how could i complain about so, that so th- this was my shrink dude like i swear to god, god like, that's scary like, Explains like, a lot about a him. Lot. Yeah. No, you need some time on my couch. <laughs> no, legitimately, I mean, this dude, but like, he would spend weekends literally me listening to me bitch about the like the <laughs> the, the the fuckery that was going on over in my job and stuff like that. And I got, he's listening to you, and I'm listening to all the pilots from US Air doing no, the same stuff. When you're going through that stuff, it feels like forever, but yes. it really wasn't forever. What it was was uh, just uh, Tempe had a, I guess, a scheduled. Uh, um, timing when they're going to throw out hey we're gonna we're gonna open hiring mm-hmm. and they did it i think on quarterly basis or something like that and i'm i'm man, like thursday or friday i get a call from dan hey what are you hey little bitch what are you doing <laughs> i'm like i'm just getting off work he goes well, you want to go to happy hour with tom and me i'm like hell yeah i could use a beer you know I'm like where are you guys going it's a bit of a drive. It's in it's in Chandler. I'm like, all right, dude, I don't care. Whatever. Like, uh, let's just do it. Like, can you be here by can you be here by 4 30? I was like, yeah, heck yeah, I'll just bounce right now. So I get over there and Tom and Dan are sitting next to each other and just giggling, like, you know, and like, yeah, bro, don't worry about it, bro. You you'll be a cop. I swear, you know, you know, it's all good. I'm like, oh my God. I'm like, dude, 
like changed it to and all of a sudden walks in this dude and he's wearing a hat and just a stupid shorts and long sleeve shirt like dressed like a total freaking dork and and he's walking and I, and I see him in perfect and he walks in and sits down in front of us and sits down like directly in front of me hey what's up i'm so and so I'm like, hey, good to meet you, man. What's up? You know, like, what beer are you drinking? Miller, uh, I was gonna say Miller. No, what was he drinking? He was drinking freaking Michelob because he's trying to lose weight. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> so, so, and like right out of the gate, I'm thinking, I was like, oh, this dude is dressed like a clown. He's drinking freaking <laughs> Michelotra. <laughs> like I was like, I was like, you guys are friends with this guy? <laughs> Get him a wine spritzer yeah. or something. I'm like, what's what's happening right now? You know, and he's like. Tell me about yourself. What are you like? And then Dan kind of does a little segue and Tom, like, oh, he's a friend of ours. You know, he works over in Tempe, this and that. Not telling me who this dude is at all. <laughs> and uh, and you correct me if I'm remembering, like, remembering <laughs> exactly how it was. But this dude just starts drilling me, man. Like, what's your education, this and that. So you think you can pass a written exam? I was like, dude, I will ace that thing, <laughs> like, half drunk. Like, you know well, you think you could pack a pass a physical? <laughs> I'm like, have you looked at me? Um, and he's and he's and he's like and he's asking all this, but I see him. He's he's being he's being almost like like he's having fun. Sure. He's just toying with yeah. him is what oh, he's yeah. doing. Let's, let's yank his chain a little while. I'm like, I still don't know. And he goes, he downs his beer and he's like, he'll be a cop. It was good to meet you. Turns around and leaves. Oh. And then Danny goes, hey, man, you know who that was? Tom. He's like, yeah, you know who he is? He's the chief of police. (laughs) (laughs) Now he's all freaked out, like, holy shit. (laughs) Why didn't you mother effers tell me? Because this was more fun. That's right. (laughs) You're legitimate, like, it's the freaking chief of the city I want to work for. Are you... I don't understand. Like, I, I was like, you guys are like, what the, I'm never going to be a cop now. <laughs> Looking at him like he's a dork. Cause, yeah. Cause I'm thinking he's a dork and I'm like, I'm, I'm borderline and, and I'm alpha. So, and, and, and I'm responding with like, like almost like he's challenging me, dude, my sure. intellect or my freaking physical ability. I'll beat your ass right now. You know? And, and, uh, and sure as heck, like, few days later tempe opens up the posting hey we're hiring five or something like that <laughs> both of these guys called me like back to back i couldn't like flip it between each other like we're conversing like hey hey it's open did you apply <laughs> yeah i applied okay within the week um they're like hey you're scheduled to do physical and what was they did two things they did physical and written written yeah rock and roll right show up did my run did my push-up sit-ups whatever um right after that took me over we we had to go to a facility what was it, it was a hotel or by what was it right next to the freaking uh, headquarters oh yeah yeah um tempe palms palms yeah and um and there's like 750 800 people 
they're hiring five. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, hey, like I know, I know like two motors and stuff like that. They know the they know the chief and stuff, but still there's this this doubt in me, like, am I good enough? Like there's eight hundred candidates over here. Sure. I'm thirty years old who decided to make a career change. Um why the heck would they pick me over? Like there, there's gonna be there's gonna be some dude that just came out of Marines that can freaking run circles around me, you know. But anyways, um, sure. So I do all this stuff and you know report back. I'm like hey, everything went well. Like I have no idea how I did. Like I think I think I did pretty good on the test. I think I think that I got uh, like eighty five percent, ninety percent. So I don't know, whatever. And you probably only needed what seventy. Mm, yeah, something like that. For just like the passing of yeah. it, yeah. Well, I ended up getting ninety something percent. Well, I found that out, and then uh, and then uh, another week goes by. We're having a barbecue, and then Tom the the riff shows up, and uh, and he's like, you know, messing with me. He's like, oh, bro, you know what's next? <laughs> you know, he's he's the polygraph. You think you're gonna pass that? I was like, well, shit. At this point, I don't know. He's like, do you need me to tell him to turn it off? <laughs> I'm like. Hey, listen, don't worry, dude. I'll just tell him to unplug it when he's freaking interviewing you and he's good to go. And he's like, and he's like toying with me. I'm like, you suck, dude. But I still have to be polite. Now I know who you are. Again. And um, lo and behold, like the process, my entire hiring process took more, like what, three weeks, Tom? Yeah, wow. it was quick. Like, and that's like, that's warp speed. Wow, yeah. Oh, like yeah. legit. <laughs> and uh, so I get, I get, uh, I, uh, I get a phone call from she's still there by the way, Chrissy Connors. Uh, came in for background. She scheduled out my polygraph. I mean, I'm sweating like a stuck pig, man. Like, <laughs> and with with Dave Hutchins, yeah, Dave Hutchins was a homicide detective with 10 PPD, and they like a subject matter expert in interview interrogation. Oh, geez, yeah, he does not need a polygraph machine to see if somebody's <laughs> full of shit. I'm telling you, he's a human polygraph. <laughs> Dave is a great guy. Great guy, yeah. and he's is is, but he is literally scaring the ever loving like yeah. on freaking like so so like like your freaking machine over here. I was sitting right there, and I'm seeing all these lines moving and stuff like that. And he's like, keep looking straight in that dot. <laughs> yeah, he's like, anything you want to tell me, don't tell me. He goes, just write it down on this notepad. So during like, hey, have you this that whatever? Because you go through it like several times type thing, interview, yeah. yeah and uh i'm like dude you got everything whatever so then hooks me up to a machine you know start the process <laughs> and um it's serious you know for you know how it is series of 10 to 15 questions or whatever it is just uh, differently phrased in a different order yep several times just to see the pattern of life apparently and your breathing was and, he invading your space too no you know what he was doing uh -oh. the bastard i'll never freaking <laughs> So and I've used this when I was interviewing shitheads. Um, he would take this notepad that he told me if there's anything else you want to tell me during the entire process, don't verbalize it. Uh -huh. Write it down on this notepad. And he kept putting the freaking thing right in my face. <laughs> like pushing it over. Like ever so slightly. I can't like it so so it came to a point you're not supposed to move, but I was like finally I just like started pushing it back. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I told you not to move. Mm. So anyways, we get done. 
and I wore a gray shirt because it tell you dress comfortably, right? And I don't know why I wore, I wore a gray shirt. And I like, I literally, the thing, it like had piss stains like all the way. <laughs> and I'm like, sweating so? bullets, man. And I go, Detective Hutchins, did that pass? He goes, I don't know. <laughs> but uh, here's this card. Go over to the headquarters, get your fingerprints done. Does that mean I passed? He goes, I don't know. <laughs> I don't think you told me everything. But I think you did okay. <laughs> thank you, thank you. I'm like, I, you know what? I'm not gonna stick around and talk to this dude anymore. <laughs> I'm freaking popping smoke. <laughs> Trying to get, get getting my fingerprints taken. The next day, I, oh yeah, and of course I called Tom and Dan. And I'm like, I don't think I passed. <laughs> like the dude didn't want to tell me. They're laughing, dude. Like I'm like, this is not funny, man. <laughs> so next day at work. I'm sitting and uh, I get a phone call from Chrissy Connors. Hey, uh, congratulations. You got a conditional offer. I'm like, I, I swear to God, all 200 and freaking 35 pounds of me did a backflip. I have I like, so, so there's few milestones in my life. Moving to United States, mm -hmm. uh, becoming a citizen. Mm -hmm huge birth of my child and getting those news <laughs> and then later down the road getting my badge sure right and and uh and i just freaking ran into the boss's office like as soon as i hung up with her I was I'm like, out. this is my two weeks <laughs> she gave me just enough time to put in my two weeks and be appropriate about it like it mattered right um and then the academy started wow and I'll never forget freaking Dan coming over one time because because you were freaking helping him buy gear because you had to get some stuff prep prep before, um, and and kind of like hey just relax it's all a game this and that and like prepping my brain to what to expect right for sure. the and where did you go to Phoenix yeah. yeah so 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 back then the academy still had um, somewhat of substance right i mean militaristic still yes yeah. and 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 even then these guys were telling me that that he was pussified in comparison <laughs> to what they went through whatever and, and you know what I, now a, it is a but... part of me a part of me i can see it you know but I, still there was a stress inoculation sure not now uh sleep deprivation mm -hmm. uh certain tasks they were asked of you to do um that that make people quit right sure. to see if you're going to push through sure uh, the, the the psychological aspect of it was was different right. back in 2013 2014 sorry when i when i started going through it yeah and um and and uh he really really prepped me for for yeah. for the real life scenario. yeah sadly it's not that way Right. I'll tell exactly. you more about that in a second. So, um, I, I, uh, prepping stuff, Dan came over to the house to help me shine my boots and he taught me how to spit shine the boots with lighter ice and water. And then I ended up freaking being the guy who was shining boots for like half of my class. <laughs> and, um, it was, it was just, it was just such an awesome period, man. I was like, I was, I was, 
I was, I knew it was a game in the back of my mind because like, Hey, I'm 30 years old. I'm not a child. Like I'm having this, this sawed off little fucker yelling at me <laughs> from Chandler. And I'm like, bro, I can eat you for lunch. I, right. can, I can literally carry this dude in my teeth. And I'm like, <laughs> he's looking up at me and he's like, he's like, he's like, you know, yelling. And I was like, I know you're not yelling about anything. You're trying to ask me out. But I, I accepted the process and, sure. and over time, because the Academy is like almost six months, your brain does start responding to that in a way that like transformation happens. Sure. And, um, graduated. Well, let, let, go ahead. So he's in the Academy and Mick's a big guy. Mm -hmm. He's very loud and boisterous and everybody, you know, once you meet Mick, everybody knows Mick. Sure. Um, and so the, the big thing that they wanted to see was because Mick also does a lot of jujitsu mm -hmm. and he's a big guy. He's strong as hell. He's like a fucking bear. And so Redman comes and mm -hmm. they want to see how Mick does Redman. So who do they get? They get the biggest guy, this Hawaiian guy that is the last guy that you want to have to do Redman against. Right. And so Mick goes up against him and every, all the instructors, the RTOs. Is Mike Mouthhouse there at that point still? He was, but he was only a safety. Okay. So... All the FTOs come in because they want to see Mike, Mick go to town on him. And I laid this dude out so hard. <laughs> like, I'm telling Dropped him to his knees. <laughs> I, I mean, I cleaned him. Like, that was the shortest response, like, that, that I've seen. Because, you know, we had 40 people in our class. And I, I, free, I threw a knee. And because I, I identified where the soft spots were on the on the armor that they wear for for the exercise, and I'm like, I know I have a freaking clean target, and I'm gonna get in it so hard that this dude's never gonna wish to fight anybody again. And I did. His helmet flew up, hit the ceiling. He dropped down. It was awesome. Did you ever get a chance to fight Malpass? Uh, no. We we just trained together. Like I mean, he just recently he was there till like. I don't know. Like yeah, very recent. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. He retired, and, I assume. But he liked the fact that like he's a he's a stand up dude. Uh huh. And I, I mean now he's evolved to God knows what. He's a freaking monster. But that dude uh, really liked the fact my jiu jitsu background is pretty pretty fat. So he he liked talking to me. And oh, I bet. We 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 exchanged some concepts and whatnot. I'll tell you more about Malpass here in a second. But anyways, like I sent I sent I sent two dudes in the hospital during the academy. <laughs> Because Malpass was Malpass was the one who was teaching us DT, mm -hmm. so he has to cover the AZ post um, guidelines. Guidelines, yeah. but then they they added a certain spin to it that's sure. more realistic. You know sure. what happens in the real scrap on the street, and uh, and then he get he gave me fifty percent, and that's where like I like not I'm not tapping myself on the back, but genuinely like against some of these guys they were going through and they were being hired. I mean, I put this dude like he went to he went to the ER on a stretcher because I freaking knocked him out. He was snoring for like three minutes. <laughs> oh, mm. And I felt like I, I actually I remember I actually started crying. I, I like I was first off, it's a brother. Sure. You know, and I don't want to hurt any any of my brothers, you know, and they they like. Did he quit? No. Oh, OK. <laughs> but he was DPS, too. Oh, OK. So. <laughs> So, 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 and then, and then I'm like, and he was from a smaller town somewhere in Arizona and stuff like that. And he's, he, he's not been in a real fight. He's, he hasn't have any training or anything like that, but sure. they, they want, they, they wanted us to freaking do some certain things. And like, he was open and me, like, it's not, it's not like I didn't like, I, I intentionally hit him where I hit him. Right. 
you know, I clipped him good, but like I didn't intentionally want to knock him out. I didn't think <laughs> so. My fifty percent apparently should have been maybe twenty. <laughs> so you'd been doing jujitsu a long time. Yeah, jujitsu and kickboxing before. and stuff like that, yeah. you know. But yeah, I've been doing jujitsu for like oh gosh, now I'm fifteen years now. No longer than like yeah, way longer than yeah, longer than that. Even. Right, longer yeah. it has to be. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and uh, and um, I, you know, it, it was Redman was my my outlet because I was pissed off all the time in the academy, even though I knew it was a game. Reason being is because they never let me, like if they give you a BS discipline mm -hmm. or something that doesn't exist on your shirt mm -hmm. or whatever. Right. Um, it was never like, hey, go run a sergeant's hill. It was always write a freaking thousand word essay. And those are the worst things to do. And because oh, they, they identify who's, who's, uh, who's physically, you know, good. Mm -hmm. And who's, who's, uh, who's academically, I wasn't, lacking academically right but they didn't want they didn't want me to do what's in my comfort zone right because you know like i had a freaking infinite home so 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 like nicole god bless her i mean like she <laughs> she like she really carried me throughout the entire process because sure. you know you have a brand new baby she has a career i have like I, i'm starting up a new career yeah it's very demanding like i said you know we had to handwrite our essays mm -hmm. you know we had to iron our shirts and we wore you know, it just everything had to be just right. Sure. You know, and me being a freaking almost anal retentive, like super neat freak, everything had to be perfect. And so it always took extra time. So I like constantly ran on three hours of sleep a night. Yeah. Three to four. That was it. Today, they, they don't have that. No. Yeah, it's no it's changed a lot out the academy. They 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 don't no longer go five days a week. Nope. It's four days, four tens. A lot of lot of e learning um the the papers are typed okay cool you know what i get it let's let's move policing into 21st century however the the the, the conduct I, I was just there yesterday all day mm -hmm. i had a guy say what's up to me <laughs> he, they, they no longer wear they don't no longer wear the penguin suits they don't do black and whites anymore yeah. They do. They start out with BDUs and a and a and a T-shirt. Yeah. Wow. They don't have to. They, they don't were have doing to, that when you and I were there. Last. Well, yeah, they were wearing that. That's they true. don't have to stencil uh, their, their shirts anymore. They, they get them printed. Mm -hmm. You know. Man, oh, and if you showed up with your name stenciled wrong, oh man. I bet. Or, or not. Or not. Like if if one letter was slightly yeah. off. Yeah. And you had to stencil your own stuff. Hundred yeah. percent. It yeah. Was, yeah, it was crazy. But that was a team building exercise. Sure. Because I remember being with like all of my Tempe people. Sure. At a dude's house, and and all of us together doing stuff. Well, because in a lot of situations, if one messes up, the whole class has to right. pay, the price. pay the price. Yeah. Yeah. So so, anyways, I mean, academy was chicken shit. Like even though it was harder than it is today, still it was it was the best time of my life. Well, it just concerns me a lot because what they're teaching for the stress management is it's, such a joke. I mean, I've gotten, I, I know the PowerPoint um, and I, I've already said they're, they're headed down a bad road because two of the things in the stress management PowerPoint on how to reduce stress, <laughs> first learn to say no. And I thought, now I want to be there the first time an OIT tells an FTO, no, no. <laughs> that that's more than what I want to do. And the second thing they're teaching is to delegate. So again, I want to be there when the FTO tells the OIT to do this. And he turns to somebody else and says, 
you need to do that. And I told the FTOs, I said, you are not going to be able to punish these people because they're going to have grounds for this is what I was taught. Yeah. And, and, and it's, uh, it's just the wrong timing to teach that kind of stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. De- delegating has extreme applicability in yes. our field. Like starting with patrol. Yes. When you show up on a, on a scene. Can't do everything. You can do everything. You have to rely on team. But that's why stenciling shirts is the way to go about it rather than. Yep. And then learning to say no. Now, listen, like not to jump back like all over, but you're talking about FTOs. Well, the, the FTOs right now, I, I'll, you know, in Phoenix, they have two to three years on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm going to tell you right now, the dude who became a cop uh, at the age of 30 mm-hmm. with some life experience you know <laughs> yeah um i didn't know anything at, at at year two or three i i knew i knew well you're still learning you're still figuring 100%. it out 100 yeah. percent. and and i'm like okay so you're having a year two cop teach a brand new rookie how to do cop work so babies teaching the babies that that, that like that the the it doesn't add up. It no. makes no sense. Right. It is it is it is ludicrous. Yes. And and these kids that are that are uh, FTOs, they're not taking the FTO position for the sake of uh, the way I see it. It's mm-hmm. one of the most important fundamental positions in any police right. department because you're building a foundation and what you're gonna have as an officer as your backup. Absolutely. As well as an officer that can be self sustained and, and like and can and can operate. Uh, without constant supervision and stuff right. like that right well you're also you're also responsible for teaching those babies how to do this job and not go to prison yeah. for doing your damn job yeah yeah <laughs> and stay alive yeah yeah and, and 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 i'm sorry like i i'm again a cop year two cop 32 years old i i knew my potential and the things that i could learn but I was cognizant of the fact that it's not my time to be mm-hmm. in certain positions or um, so I would never even dream of becoming an FTO. Sure. To me, like FTOs had like 10 plus years on, you know? Yep. And and at least. Yeah, because you want someone with a good foundation. That 100%. Can well, who's made mistakes, learned from right. the mistakes and yeah. how to do it and how not to do it. Right. 100%. And is experienced a freaking dead body called that's different from hanging and shooting right i mean right. how are you going to approach those scenes and how are you going to identify that like you know can 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 see how people try to deceive you on the street when you're talking to them sure you know uh differentiation between a a, a good victim and a bad victim and but like what i mean by that is you know it's a home invasion well it's a drug rep bro right yeah. Sure. You, you, it's not always just an innocent exact, person getting home right, invaded. Yeah. Right. Well, the rapes. Right. You know? Yeah. Oh yeah. Somebody didn't she didn't get paid. So exactly. Yes. And, or 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 I, I had a little bit too much to drink at a party. Yes. And and and, and I freaking, got a boyfriend. And I got a boyfriend home is gonna freaking find out about it. So I gotta scream no, right. I mean, yeah. again, there's million like that that was the that's that's the beautiful part about law enforcement in the United States. Because it's so broad. Yes. Right. And and, and the, the the majority of the public doesn't understand that what they see is they see a police car marked up unit or a motor on the street, but they don't they don't know how how robust 
this 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 world is right and and um and and it takes it takes a lot to teach that foundation and <laughs> well and, there's no book you can learn it from no right you gotta a, learn a, it from people supervising that knows what they're doing and showing you applied science yes not theoretical science and you can't put people through every possible mm. Uh, example, Scenario, yeah, because no. there are so many variations, right, to everything. So that's why you have cops being assaulted left and right yes, nowadays. I agree. Um, it's only a matter of time before even more critical incident takes place. Yes. What in in for the last gosh for the last five years, I you know once I lateraled over to Phoenix. Listen, I lateraled over to Phoenix because. I knew he was on his way out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> one of them passed away. Mm-hmm. One of them retired. You know, and 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 my, I and I wanted to, I, I wanted to do more um, stuff that's related to gangsters. Sure. Tempe <laughs> did not have. It did, did. There is definitely gangs in Tempe yeah, and but stuff. Not like Phoenix. But the unit, as a, so as I'm growing up as a cop. The unit was composed of no more than five people, and those positions were spoken for. I had, didn't have a snowball chance in hell. Sure. Right. Um, getting there. So I've been to like numerous gang trainings and things like that, and I ended up meeting the dudes from, from Phoenix PD. And uh, one of the, he's actually my sergeant now, <laughs> one of the dudes that took me under his wing, uh, I stayed in touch with since I was like a year one cop. Mm-hmm. And he always he 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 uh he was like hey ever talk about it? I don't know listen we have a unit that has at the time they had like four or five different five squads at night and like two two daytime squads they were running cases it's huge Phoenix does have a gang issue mm-hmm. now the reason why it's not a bigger issue and more publicized is because that gang unit was able to contain it within Phoenix and sure. within those parameters right. Sure. Now, again, I apologize for jumping all over the place, but let her over to Phoenix for the purpose of becoming a gang cop, mm-hmm. gang detective. And the goal was after I have a stint with that, I, I would consider myself a more of a subject matter expert when it comes to investigations. Mm-hmm. Therefore, um, I would give myself a green light to, to uh, apply to become a sergeant. Right. So not looking at SAU or Fade or Net or any the other. So here, cards. so here's how. It went. So um, I, I, SAU subject matter experts with that two 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 major prongs of policing in my eyes are investigative side and mm-hmm. tactical side. Mm-hmm. Right. So uh, to me, Net is jack of all trades, master of none. Yep. Right. Um, same with Fade. Yep. Um, same with Cast and Tempe and TRU. Uh, uh, I never saw myself sitting behind a desk, hence why I was never, you know, I didn't want to pay, play that game. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I like being out, and, out, you know, so, so for me, the perfect fit was that, that gang detective position, because you, you're spending time on the street, you get to carry your own cases, you get to work closely with homicide, robbery, you name it. Sure. And, and, um, and you you get federally funded for some, some significant. Yes. So. Uh, came to Phoenix, started really kicking butt. Mm-hmm. Reason being is because Tempe did build a solid ass foundation with us. Sure, every single cop in Tempe has an awesome foundation today. Mm-hmm. You know, 
um one thing that the 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 city of tempe did better than anybody else in the valley is invested into the uh quality of life for every cop that's that's on the department in my opinion cool you can you can be a glass half empty kind of guy mm-hmm. every department has this issue right, right. every department has politics yes. every department has clicks yes tempe smaller naturally that's going to be more noticeable and stuff like that. however the equipment is class a mm-hmm. um for god's sakes they have freaking police aides that they're, they're once or twice a week inside and out wash every patrol car that's in the fleet wow okay you have a take-home computer Mm-hmm. So if you're a proactive cop who's actually loving this, this is not a this is not a career or job. It's a calling. Yes, it is. Like so, if and a lifestyle. Yeah. Yes. So if you're a rain man like me who likes to look at look, constantly be in touch, and I didn't bring my work cell on purpose today, mm-hmm. but I'm constantly uh, keeping up what's happening and stuff like that because dots start connecting. Right? Well, everything changes. Yeah, yeah, you've got to. So so Tempe enables you to do that. Um, Tempe was first one, uh, one of the first agencies to implement body-worn cameras. A lot of people look at it negatively because their cops are having a hard time with change. <laughs> well, no, no, no. Now, wait a minute. Y'all, we always say it under the show. Y'all love change as long as you're in control of it. Mm. Well, I am in control of the camera, and I'll tell you how. Well, here's the thing. I looked at that as a tool mm-hmm. for me because I noticed the trend. So, so I noticed the trend with the public. Where where any Joe Schmo can file a complaint against a, an officer. Yep. Like you and I are friends, right? And I get into a v, you know, I get into an accident. You can call like, hey, you know, my friend was just in an accident, and the person on scene did not treat him right. They will look at that complaint and treat it as an investigation. Mm-hmm. To me, that's ludicrous. So I agree. So, so 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 our leaders are training the public that that's okay. Yes. So all right. With that in mind, do I combat the leaders or do I take things that are in my control, like the body-worn camera, and utilize it as a tool to cover my butt? Absolutely. So I, I know that the leaders are politicians. They are no longer cops. Right. And and I some of them were never really cops. Hundred <laughs> percent to well, start off with. Yes, but I'm not like they earned their position for whatever reason. Right. Great, but uh, but uh, I. They're, they don't have our best interest in mind. Mm-hmm. I, I genuinely like up until last uh, since 2020. That 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 that's my philosophy. I, I don't think that the guys at the very very top have the interest of their people in mind first. Well, they're not protected, and and that's because they care about their own dollar than they do about the people. And to me, I tell you what, I'm I know I'm never going to be a chief of police. <laughs> I, I know I know like. <coughs> Uh, not like not because I'm incapable of working my way up to the leadership level. It's just because politically I am not not the right fit. Right, right, and I'm gonna leave it at that. So with that in mind, um, I also know that if I were ever were to be a chief, mm-hmm. I would never sell my soul to have a higher pension. You'll be like a Mark Lamb, takes care of his people. Right, my like. I, I'm a cop first, mm-hmm. and those are my brothers and sisters. Sure, you know. And there are some chiefs and sheriffs out there. Yeah, there are. I, I have, but, I have but, several but in Alabama. But it's becoming unfortunately few and far between. Right. How far is Alabama from Phoenix? Right. You understand what sure. I'm saying? Oh yeah. So 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 um, it, it's sad to me. But again, body worn camera. People are look. 
Like not Tempe was the first ones to implement it. I used it as a tool to cover CYA, mm -hmm. cover my butt. That's it. You know, go ahead and make a complaint about me. The sergeant, the sergeant did, did, that was afraid of me legitimately, like, oh, that's legit. Like somebody was like making a complaint of excessive force <laughs> or whatever. Look at the video and like, denied. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry, ma'am or sir. I'm not seeing this on a body worn camera video, right? Um, what else? Oh, the database systems that are that are out there mm -hmm. for investigative purposes. Tempe was usually the first ones to provide it for their officers. Nice, right? So, so I look. Everything was awesome in Tempe, and I love the department to the moon. Right? It gave me. I am who I am because of Tempe PD. Right. Mm -hmm. But then I took that skill set and moved it over to a larger agency mm -hmm. that has uh, um, that has horrible working conditions. Yes. <laughs> that has like a third of amenities that that Tempe Chandler Scottsdale will have. That is riddled with crime. Yes. And riddled with individuals that are doing this job because of their heart. And yes. for the right reasons. Absolutely. And to me, that was more valuable because hard work truly does get recognized in Phoenix. And I'm 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 your I'm your product of that. I didn't care about about driving a freaking Tahoe in patrol for the there was like wheels were falling off. Right. I I was I I let me let me put it to you this way. I was more likely to get a, some kind of skin disease from, uh, from an industrial <laughs> of the equipment than I was from the from the bad guys that I was after on the street. Okay. Now, um, came here because I wanted to chase criminals, mm -hmm. and uh, and 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 make a difference. So then I get people that are bless FMT. Look, you really think that. That all the stuff that you do makes a difference. Like, look, on a macro level, mm -hmm. it, it's not even noticeable. It's nothing. But to that one individual, family, or, or human being that I've made safer that day or that year or for years to come because the bad guy is in prison. Yep. And I've done my job to perfection, makes a world of difference. Yeah. Well, and that's what we teach in our stress management class or mental wellness or whatever you want to call it is that, you know, the problem that we see so much of the time is you guys are looking at the things you couldn't fix mm -hmm. versus the things that you, where you did make a difference. Yeah. And if you're to me, and I've taught this in new recruit classes all over this country, the whole objective of a law enforcement officer should be to help one person in their career. Yeah. And I wish they would tell them that more in academies because I think that we set you up for failure when we don't say that right. because you begin to look at all the ones you couldn't save. Mm -hmm. And that one that you set your goal for, y'all have helped so many more. Yeah, you surpass that one. one person so quickly. But you've got to set realistic goals. And if it's everybody, and it's like for me, I can't save every cop. Um, it, it's humanly impossible. Right. But I can save the ones that I can. Right. And I, the ones that I can't, whether they just want to be victims, I, I, hey, you're a grown-ass man, go help yourself. But it's in this industry, the problems we see, we were talking about Mark Valenzuela earlier, mm -hmm. and Mark's been on our podcast. 
And, you know, Mark's shooting. Mm-hmm. Um, when he got shot, he shot and killed the guy. Oh, I, trust me, I've seen that video so many times. And, and his whole, the whole thing that was focused on afterwards was that Mark had shot and killed this guy. By whom? Mental health, mainly, and the PD. And that that was his whole, we got to get him fixed because he shot and killed somebody. And when Mark came to me a year and a few months after that shooting was the first time Chris Hoyer brought him to me. And Mark walked in and, you know, here he is a combat Marine. Mm -hmm. And I looked at him. I said, Mark, you want me to tell you what your problem is? And he looked at me and I said, your problem is you couldn't save Mercy Cordova, the woman that was executed basically by her boyfriend. And the tears started. Mm -hmm. And Mark looked at me and he goes, you're the first person to ever say that to me. Mm -hmm. Because all the other emphasis had been on you shot and killed somebody. Hell, it was only fair. He shot Mark first. (laughs) And that wasn't the problem. The problem was Mark was feeling responsible for Mercy Cordova because we train you to be problem solvers. Yeah. And Mercy was probably dead before Mark even got the call. And that's that's the position we had to come from was... He can't be everywhere all the time, but we got to acknowledge that. Yeah. And so when you start to look at the ones that you have helped and saved, that's all any of us can expect from any of you. But it's not taught in the academy that way anymore. We're not teaching there now. Um, It's being taught from a whole different perspective. (laughs) And that's the sad part to me. Well, um. So it's interesting that you say that because that now gave me a flashback of a situation I was in with uh, with a, my partner, and it was right before I left old to Phoenix. There was this lady that that called uh, that called nine one one and said, "Send the fire department. Why do you need the fire department? I'm an organ donor. It's the equivalent. I'm going to I'm going to kill myself. Sure, I'm going to commit suicide." Where are you at? She goes, okay, I'll be located in the center of this complex and gives the address. Dispatch puts it out as a hot tone. Mm-hmm. Obviously, um, it was not only in my beat, but even if it wasn't, we're flying there, right? Mm-hmm. Well, dispatch provided, it was a new new person on dispatch. I was working uh, midnight's third shift. Um, they were probably tired, provided a wrong address. Now, the address in my head, I knew that it didn't exist, that they provided. There was actually, the, the, the apartment complex did not exist in the address they provided. Yet still, I continued pushing forward. But then when I got to this place that was still like two or three miles away from the actual address, when they really, uh, and, and, you know, hey, what, like, correct. And then finally, they gave us a correction. We diverted back. Uh, Jazzy made it over to the complex like 30 seconds before me. Mm-hmm. And only th- like I'm walking out, I'm running up, whatever. It's dark as hell, pitch black outside. And I see a human being laying in front of her feet and she's just uh, standing. She's like, I-, I didn't know what to do. I had to cut her from the tree. Right? I was like, okay, cool. So I come up and, and, and it was... The, the girl was like in a weird position when 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 she got when she got uh cut from the tree by jazzy and and so i grabbed her by the freaking legs and i yanked her back got her on her back and i started doing chest compressions mm-hmm. 
immediately I was like, Jazzy, give me light. She got me light. And I'm not hearing any air going in and out of her mouth. I'm like, what the heck? Well, she's hung herself with a paracord and the freaking noose has tightened up so much. Even you doing press So what what has happened, the skin on her neck covered it up and it, like again, it's dark and, 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 and you didn't see that there was still noose around there. So once I noticed that, I I I you know cleared her neck, cut the freaking thing off, all of a sudden the lungs went <gasps> And then I kept working the heart, working the heart, and here comes the first responders, fire dudes dragging their <laughs> hose. And dude, I'm it's it's winter time. No, it's not. Sorry, it was it was actually right before we went for family vacation. And and I mean I'm sweating mm -hmm. like it's exhausting at this time. So you have an adrenaline dump. Plus yep. it's hot as heck outside. And physically, I've been going at this chest for like. I don't even know, a couple, three minutes sure. nonstop and uh, not asking Jasmine to take over. I didn't want a gap in between it. I'm like, and you know, I'm like, I'm Academy. I'm pushed through. Yeah. Yep. These dudes show up and they're like, <gasps> you guys, uh, you want me to take over? I was like, Hey bro, do you see me dragging a hose? He's like, what? Yes. So then he had to set up his freaking chest compression machine. Mm -hmm. Finally took over and they're like, oh, hey, dude, we got, you got the pulse, pulse back, whatever, you know? And I'm like, oh, this is so exciting, right? Like, I was so happy, right? Because sure. to me, I was like, this person, this person um, committed suicide because emotionally damaged, who knows what's going on. Like, people have problems in their lives. And, and I was like, those are the people that, that I, I, I care about it. I yeah. mean, because emotional emotional um turmoil is a serious thing you know and um and i was like so freaking happy you know and uh hey great job did this and that you know go home write a report boom i'm getting ready to go we're already packed up we're ready to jump a flight the following day to go to hawaii i'm getting a phone call from the hospital hey is this is this officer so-and-so yes I'm like hey this is doctor um what's his name i i just wanted to call you personally and, and say thank you for for you know what you've done you, you did a fantastic job and stuff like that unfortunately she didn't make it mm -hmm. but you were able to save save the um she's an organ donor and, mm -hmm. and a lot of people will, will benefit, benefit from, from it and, absolutely and and i i was like that's great but that fucked me up sure you know because i thought i was there you know, and um, well, you looked at it from the wrong perspective. Yeah, I did, hundred percent. And then mm -hmm. listen to this, dude. We 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 land in in Kauai, and and the drill is we stop by Walmart, pick up uh, pick up a six pack of uh, beer over there that they have, then from the microbrewery, and then we we drive uh, to our to our Airbnb to drop the stuff off, and then usually the the wife. Uh, wants to go look at some swimsuits at this little area because we've been there before and and we walk in there and what do i see they have sandals and swimsuits and uh i see a pair of sandals made out of paracord and my heart drops yeah <laughs> yep well, yeah anyways so <laughs> no uh, it, hey it, this is what we deal with all the time exactly this is what we deal with and it's not the black and white it has nothing to do with mental illness. Um, it has to do with we ask y'all to do a job 
that is almost impossible to start off with exposing you to things people should not have to be exposed yeah. to yeah and you're exposed to it on Non-stop. a daily basis yeah. Yes. Yeah. yes there's no relief from it right and that's, that's what's job. different in the military and and law enforcement the military comes home from the war zone right and not to say that there aren't issues from it because there certainly are but y'all just have a five six seven eight hour break and then you're right back at it again yep and again if we're not teaching you about what this can look like and this is where mark's Training is so invaluable because Mark talks about being broken after that shooting. Yeah, you know you can find guys out here a dime a dozen who'll talk about their badass shooting and all their tactical stuff and yeah. uh, all that's cool and fun. But how many talk about the aftermath of being broken? Right. And if you haven't heard Mark talk about it, you really need to come sit in one of our classes. No, I have. Trust me, I have. I, him and I are friends. He sold me. <laughs> I met him when I was buying my my vest that Tempe took back. <laughs> Uh, uh, for Phoenix, and yep. he he was working with Angel, Angel Armor. Armor. Yeah, yeah. so yes. so he, he came over to my house a couple of times, and we stayed in touch since. But he talks about the the real aftermath of it, the paranoia, yep. the walking around his house, yeah. the the things that he didn't, you know, even his sergeant didn't ask him about, but the sergeant saw things, and he just thought it would get better. And Mark's yeah. like, why didn't you ask me, man? Because I'd have told you. They, they, uh, nothing... Again, everybody operates differently. People are intimidated by asking those questions. Sure. Right. Well, we teach a supervisor's class that teaches them what to look for. Well, shit. I mean, so uh, back to Mark. He told me that one-on-one, you know, and he gave me a heads up. So I get to Phoenix. I'm going to jump back. And and uh, I get plugged into something on Precinct mm-hmm. that's riddled with gangs. Yes. Now, mind you, Tempe, primarily two primary rings lvls over uh, on the border of mesa and broadway mm-hmm. and then you have guadalupe mm-hmm. and then you have mill avenue that was a hub for partying yep right and you take light light rail and all these gangsters were coming into tempe that i just didn't know about or i knew that they were gangsters because they were freaking either flamed out in red or blue mm-hmm Right. But I, I couldn't, you know, if I ask him like, okay, well, you're a crip and you're a blood, but it go, it's way deeper than that. Right. Well, then I get to Phoenix and I'm in fucking Disneyland. <laughs> <laughs> the, I get immediately, um, I, I did some, I did some pretty darn good work right out of the gates in patrol. Um, and, uh, I, I like, you're supposed to be like a 20 week program. You have to do, um, OIT stuff. Yeah. yeah. I was cut loose after eight weeks, right? And I literally enjoyed the rest of the time on the FTO squad, um, having weekends off as a year five cop. <laughs> it was freaking awesome, right? And then the commander at the time was messing with me. He knew where I was from. I mean, dude was super smart. He's a chief of something right now. I forget, but uh, Gallagher. Um, that that man was really really good to me. Um, he uh, he. Kept messing with me while I was still in FTO. He was like, oh, we're going to send you to Awatuki. You know, it's like, what's Awatuki? He's freaking Tempe, essentially. I mean, it's the same. Like, yeah, there's always oh, yeah. crime. You know, oh, yeah. there's... You, the, but not what you're looking for. No, I'm looking for... I'm looking for a, a, a problem. I'm looking yeah. for a problem area where I can apply my mindset. Skill set will catch, catch up. Sure. And, uh... And, uh... Anyways, they plugged me into the to the swing shift, which was it's my preferred time of operation. Yes. 
and uh, working Friday through Monday. Yep. I was <laughs> in, I, heaven. <laughs> in heaven. Don't get me wrong. Look, as I'm getting older, it's nice to have weekends off. Yeah. You know, because of the kid and the wife, you know, and there was a lot of time that, that there was a lot of significant days like birthdays and whatnot that were missed over the years. And I had a hundred percent support sure. from from my family. But it comes a point where like I started feeling like, you know, I'm missing them. Yeah. You know, yeah. you know how much I invested into this. Yeah. I, I, well, you've had fun. Uh, and I still do. Sure. You know, but I'm. Now I'm, you're balancing I, it a little better. I'm an older cop now. Yeah. I don't go. I don't go for every like. The movie <laughs> Colors. Have you seen it? I have not. All right. So Robert Duvall and and uh, Sean, Sean Penn. Sean Penn, young cop, Robert Duvall, like a senior dog, like this dude. And they're they're the old dude is teaching the young dude how to be a cop in this crappy area in LA. And they're driving around, he's like, hey son, you ever heard this story of the young bull and uh and uh, old bull standing on top of the hill looking at a herd of cows? And he goes, he goes, What are you talking about? Like, what are you talking about? Right? He's like, so young bull and, and, and old bull are standing on top of the hill, and young bull goes to the to the old bull and says, Hey pops, let's let's run down let's run down there real quick and smash one of those cows. No, so let's let's stroll down there and smash them all. <laughs> so so getting 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 older, I learned how to s- slow down. My investigative skills improved tremendously. Being sure. around gang uh, gang unit over there, constant cooperation. I spent so my probationary period with Phoenix was supposed to be twelve months, right? Mm-hmm. I spent six out of those twelve months either being with net or with gangs, mm-hmm. right? Because right out of the gates, I I start taking guns off the street, heavy dope off the street, um, in in quantity like significant quantities, documenting numerous gang members. Sure. Uh, one of them ends up being connected to a homicide because of I, I documented them. Uh, they were able to identify this dude and who who he was. Fingerprints start coming back from from commercial bergs and stuff like that, like. I started making a name for myself. Yeah. And and it was effortless. Again, going back to thank you to, to 10PP for building that foundation and me of, of being a meticulous investigator and, and building quality interview interrogation skills. Sure. And but in the internal fire of like I'm a hunter, you know. Yep. Um I'm gonna go after a bad guy. <laughs> That's something I don't think you can teach, but no, I agree. And, and that's why we've always had an issue with all this peacekeeper and guardian stuff. Oh, that's chicken shit. I said shit. every warrior is a peacekeeper and guardian, but every peacekeeper and guardian is not, not a, a warrior. warrior. Yeah. And so you, they can be both, yeah. and they have to be. Well, I mean, I'm not going to be a warrior when I run into a freaking 75-year-old senile lady um, walking in the middle of Baseline Road exactly. at night 10. At four o'clock in the morning, with dementia, all time right. with dementia. Exactly. I had that happen to me, and it's so funny. Like people ask me, "What's the coolest thing you've done?" I was like, "Being able to identify where this where this lady came from, sure, and, and take her home safely." Absolutely, and that's and that's the difference, and that's where the issues come in with training, because we're no longer training in a lot of places the warrior mentality that needs to be trained, right, and fed and refined. It's got to be about being a counselor and a social worker 
But you know, you know, you know, it starts with hiring, in my opinion. I agree with you. So, so all of the departments. Yes. There's, I'm gonna tell you this right now. Um, there is a unwritten rule that they shy away from hiring former military. Military. That's it. And 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 going back to your PTSD stuff, because they they're saying that they would be too heavy-handed. That there's this philosophy or logic that these idiots have. That they're they would be too heavy-handed, yep. and 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 PTSD would affect their performance. I disagree one hundred percent. I agree with be, you. You're right. Uh, because I feel every single every single cop that I work with, that's former military, mm-hmm. has been more calm under stressful conditions. Yep. Able to make decisions, and a person I can lean on, versus the kid that has 22, 23, 24 years old, just graduated from an ASU with yep. a degree in fucking arts. Yes. <laughs> no, you're right, and and I tell you, and so much of it comes from a lack of understanding of truly what post-traumatic stress injury is mm-hmm. versus disorder. And they are two different things. And most of our military are coming back, not with the disorder, but the injury, which is the same as our law enforcement officers, because we believe it's a psychological traumatic brain injury that you can heal from when you're taught the right way to look at stuff, even just like with Mark, and not make them victims of something. And they are going to be... Um, they don't get as amped up because again, it's, it's kind of like my son's a Marine. And so, you know, for him to go from basic at Paris Island Mm -hmm. to going then to a police Academy, Mm -hmm. he's not going to get very spun up at people spitting in his face and yelling and screaming when they would do that stuff in the police Academy. He, he understood it. And the same thing can happen out with the public. They're not going to overreact to things that some kid out of, like you said, ASU with a fine arts degree is going to get really amped up at somebody yelling, cussing, and screaming at him. And he's either going to want to overreact or run where (laughs) the military guy's going to go, what's a big deal? And and quit. (laughs) Yes. Yes. So, so, uh, I mean, gosh, I can sit here and talk to you for freaking days. Mm -hmm. Listen, like hiring unit. So disregarding, Disregarding the fact that they're not hiring military, but you're hiring people that are easy to hire. Yes. Meaning they, 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 they genuinely haven't experienced. If you haven't been around dope before in your life, if you haven't been around a gangster before in your life, if you haven't been in a street fight before in your life. If you haven't been, um, trying to make a decision, should I buy gasoline or food? Right. If you haven't had real some- life experience exactly. of some sort. Yeah. You you are not capable of doing the job of a police officer today. Right. Or ever, if you ask me. How am I going to have that kid go and respond to a, to a hot tone that's related to, to domestic violence between husband and wife? Sure. And let's turn it around this time. A wife whacked a husband with a frying pan in the Absolutely. face. Is he going to, he or she going to be able to provide advice, make a decision, or any kind of input of how, how they're gonna, going to react. Like, who are you to come over here and school me, man? Right. Right. We have six kids that, that you know, need <laughs> shoes, clothes, and food and stuff like that. And you don't know what we're fighting sure. for, you know? And it's like, it, it's it's crazy to me. It's just, it's just, it makes no sense. It's easy to hire these people. Of course, it is easy to hire them because their freaking background is clear. Right. 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 You know? 
Well, and, and I think the public has to understand too. The public has a lot of responsibility here, and it starts even in the the election of mayors, city and county councils. City council is the is the freaking first step, in my opinion. Yes, because those people, just like we're seeing in Phoenix. There are some on city council who are very anti-police. Mm-hmm. Hey, listen, and I know the guy, uh, I've seen him multiple times during protests and stuff like that. That's the one and only guy that, that voted against uh, us getting a pay bump um, just two days ago. Mm-hmm. I, I I really would love to have a one-on-one conversation. I don't hate that person at all. I really don't. That's right. I, I, would try, I, I would like to try to understand um, why... Outlook, right? Because I also know where he lives. Yeah, and he lives on South Side, and the South Side is riddled, like I said, with gangs. Mm-hmm. And 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 um, and I like when people say people are when people say that the police is is abusive or I I'm not being biased because I'm a cop. Right. I haven't seen it. I I, I hear like you. I right. have not because if I had. Mm-hmm. I would have beat that dude's ass. See, that's what the public doesn't understand. Cops hate dirty cops or or people who are incompetent in the field more than the public ever could. 100%. And I don't know why they miss that. But, you know, I said when your counsel's in the position to decide whether the chief stays the chief or even the assistant chiefs underneath, because they're not protected either, uh, stay in those jobs, they are creating a big part of the problem at the top that feeds down to the rest of the troops. And it, it it is so annoying to me to watch some of these council people who, you know, you just want to go, have you been on a ride along? Have you ever really spent any time in any of these precincts in Phoenix that you're sitting around thinking, we just need more counselors and social workers uh, let me tell you something. There'll be a lot of dead counselors and social workers if you try to replace cops with those people. So, so, so there there is a level of need for more of counselors and social workers in certain cases, um, but not in place of law enforcement. No, right. And 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 uh, here's the thing: if there's a fine line between between was going to make it a law enforcement necessary response versus non. And, and, and it's a difficult line. This, this, this difficult line to determine in my opinion. Sure. Um, because, because, um, incorrigible juvenile call mm-hmm. to me, uh, comes out as, uh, as a, that's a social worker call. I don't right. need to be there. You need a social worker to teach you how to parent. Yes. Right. But, but then I learned in Phoenix, there's a whole bunch of these homes that house a bunch of troubled kids and it comes out as an incorrigible juvenile clause because the kid's freaking baby Huey that weighs as much as I do, and he's 15 years old with a with a mental impairment or disability. Yes. Uh, and 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 not cognitive of 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 what's right and what's wrong, and and ends up smashing out like six different people in the in the house. Well, that that's a law enforcement response need, not necessarily crime, but still you need somebody who's trained and capable, freaking. Yes. Stop, stop that. And you right. can't base that on a phone call into the 911 center. Right. So that's why I say it's a fine line to determine what, what calls or where to draw that line. But what we made a mistake in, okay, cool. There's a cop needed for that call. We cannot replace them with a social worker because of the danger aspect of it. Right? Yep. 
But there are so many other calls that there is a clear cut. For example, um, a vehicular accident that there's no injuries. Both vehicles are both vehicles are completely movable. It, it, it looks ugly, but but you don't need to block block uh, a lane of traffic right. Right. during rush hour for. You don't need a police response for that. Nope. Let the insurance handle it. And if there's any injury of any whatever, okay. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. Now, like I understand that, that maybe the state wants to keep the data of where where the the incidents happen, so they can uh, reconfigure the stop signs and signage and whatnot. But 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 there's enough data. Yes. You know, and 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 it's it's like it's like, um, well. You know, we didn't want to exchange the the response we get is like, well, my insurance agent asked for a police report. <laughs> you will have an incident number mm-hmm. that right. you have contacted the police. Sure. And, um, like, we show up, we collect the data for the state for DOT or mm-hmm. A dot whatever. Um, that gets logged in somewhere. That's our report, mm-hmm. right? You fill in the blanks and you draw a diagram, and then and then we literally type up the information exchange for the two parties involved yeah. right and then we start issuing tickets sure yet but we don't label it we are determining who's at fault we're labeling as we're determining who has made a traffic violation the insurance <laughs> company adjusters will determine who's at fault who's at fault sure so and this so, is coming from a guy who's never been a traffic cop by the way <laughs> <laughs> so you know who my brother is um so 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 why why are we first off do these people that just got banged up either of them want to take it nope to to put salt on a wound right that creates further freaking gap between the police department yes and 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 uh and the public yes right and that's where they look at us as, as a uniform instead of a human being especially when the yeah. assholes in the shiny boots show up oh you my know? god i still hate those guys <laughs> hey if you got to put the kickstand down thank god thank god i have a badge with me at all times but so, you're right there is criminal justice reform that not, does need to happen but it doesn't need to happen at the level that so much of the public out here is yeah. talking about defunding but, it. But exactly. let me ask you this. Is it a criminal justice reform or retraining the public? Because it's our fault that we I, I enabled agree. them. I agree. And actually, not my fault. I say our fault. I, I just earlier said that, that the guys on top are not cops anymore. Right. Those guys' fault. Now, here's another thing. Like, I completely comprehend the fact that, uh, that the chief of police mm-hmm. and assistant chiefs um, – are their boss is the mayor. Yeah, they serve it. That and, and the, the mayor dances usually to the beat of the drum of the city council. Or city right. manager. Yes. Yeah, correct. I, I completely comprehend. But but the thing is though, like <laughs> those people are civilians who have who who, who I, I don't mean to be insulting, but they, they just don't grasp the concept of law enforcement and what 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 is necessary to keep citizens safe. Sure. And well, what and things- it's probably changed since they even were in patrol. Sure. You know, that that's the thing I remember teaching one time in a major city in the Midwest. And uh, the guy that was the commander over patrol had 40 years law enforcement, mm-hmm. hadn't been on patrol probably in 20 years. Mm-hmm. And I made the statement of something to the effect, sir, do you understand that there are people out here that will kill you over a pair of tennis shoes? Mm-hmm. And he, he basically argued with me mm-hmm. that things were not any different than when he was on right. patrol. 
And I was like, you need to get back out in a patrol car, sir. Because, go take a call. Go do yeah, a ride along. Yeah. Grandmothers <laughs> will kill you and kids will kill you. And a lot of things that where we used to know what the criminal element looked like. Mm-hmm. Right. Now it's changed. It has yeah. changed drastically. Explain this to me though. So, so, oh, okay. There's all kinds of coming. It's kind, of, it's kind of coming together. Like we are more, uh, we're more to be um, reprimanding the, the bad cop than anybody in the public. Right. If they do, do dirty stuff. Uh, why? Because if you remember the Floyd incident most recently, people spit in my face. I am uh, 1,500 miles removed yes. from where it happened. Right. 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 So, so, so it doesn't matter what color your uniform is or what right. kind of badge it is, but you're all, you're all, the, all same. the same. Yes. We, we all, we are not. We have different Amen. levels of training. Right. Sure. Different, like, I, I am very proud to be a peace officer in the state of Arizona because. The academy I went to was, and I, I hope they still do teach what 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 integrity is, right, mm-hmm. and honesty. Sure, you know, I I you know there there's there's humankind will always try to find a way to cut corners, but I can I can genuinely like, in any job in any position, sure. right? Because there's just normal human nature, right? Sure, I can tell you that that that. Uh, there is a way to operate smarter, not harder in, in our field. Right. But none of us will ever freaking short anybody. And then, okay, so moving from there, uh, the failure to react because they were afraid of what the political backlash is going to be. The optics. So, so week one of the protests, for two days straight, for two days straight, they let these individuals run rampant in the city yes now remember i told you there's a few milestones in my life and one of them is getting the citizenship mm-hmm. from the sandra day o'connor building that's all glass downtown on washington my heart got broken when the window got smashed yep yep why are we allowing that yeah there's there's no accountability and responsibility out of if the public only knew how law enforcement polices its own yeah. far more than the public Y'all can't get away with anything. At some point, you signed away your due process rights, and they have no idea how much y'all are monitored. Mm-hmm. And and every little thing, if it even remotely looks bad, we're, yeah. we're coming after you. And yet we will allow things like that. We'll allow the burning of federal buildings. We'll allow the burning of police yeah. precincts. We'll allow all this stuff because, bless their hearts, they're mad. Right. <laughs> right. So, 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 so full circle again. Okay, so it's our fault. It's their the top the top people. Over the years, they they have trained the public to call the police for any minute stuff and not take accountability for themselves. Right. Even further, they allow them to get away with criminal activity. Yes, those two specific days, they allowed people to get away with felony criminal damage. Right. Sure. Then they woke up and okay, now we're gonna start taking enforcement, and 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 we end up arresting over the next two days close to five hundred, like three hundred fifty people or something like that, mm-hmm. right? Um, the chaos that you never needed to come to that, right? Should have been headed off from the beginning, yep. Rather than encouraged for a few days, and now we're tired of it. And not to mention, like you, you don't see this coming already, right? Like. If you are not prepared for 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 a mass 
we've never seen anything like this before. Well, that's why you're paid to anticipate. That's why you're in a leadership position to to look at the to look at those ups and downs in in in, in policing uh, for decades before, sure, and forecast how to prepare further. So it's, it goes from from forecasting that to hiring. Who are we hiring? How are we going to maintain those numbers? It's a very very robust job. Yes, and more 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 so than not, I have been seeing that um, those leaders just lack either the knowledge base or just don't care. Mm-hmm. And the public, very easy to manipulate, especially to in today's times with with uh, with the way media and, and and word of information gets spread, and people just believe nonsense that they everybody's got a read. camera right there in and, their hand. And and, and 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 it's 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 never it's I don't see how to fix it other no. than really focusing on okay, we need to take a step back. Let's get back to our roots. Yes, which is that integrity. Let's do our job the best we possibly can. Let's recruit because there are patriots out there. Sure, I, they, they they're willing to 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 sign the dotted line, and and work this job. Let's open up our horizons and see what what are we going to be disqualifying people from for? Right. You know, um, they're like we're never going to recover from attrition. Hey, that, you know how big companies do it? You guys want to run the, the police department now, not anymore as a paramilitary organization. You want to run it as a business? business? Okay, cool. What they do is they'll go get, they, they go to a recruitment company, mm-hmm. and right. the recruitment company, 24 hours a day, is reaching out to people and, 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 and already having checks and, and, and like process to, to mass recruit. Absolutely. We need to be doing that stuff. Absolutely. We need to be investing in technology. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't care about what kind of car I drive. I genuinely don't. Right. You know, especially not in a detail. I'll get I'm, you from A to B in a, my, in a hurry. Safely, safely, <laughs> yes. right? Sure. I, you know, I'm on sound brakes and, and, you know, I need a radio so I can keep my sanity. I'm kidding. But, <laughs> and, 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 like, but, but what I do care about, you know, the criminals are getting smarter. Right. You know, the, like I, 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 most recently... There's this newest facial recognition software that came out. Mm-hmm. Hey, I cannot explain to you how valuable that Absolutely. is. Absolutely. Right? Uh, my department and Tempe held off. Tempe just recently got it uh, because of the optics. Right. It's an, excuse me. A person who commits a violent crime, mm-hmm. uh, like they don't deserve the privacy of me not identifying them, but... Uh, <laughs> surveillance camera that's ca- that's that's captured them doing the act sure right. sure well it's like people that are so paranoid about alexas and you know i said good gosh if all homeland security has to do is listen into my house we are perfectly safe in this country yeah and and we've got to get back to though because the reality is is there are more people pro-police than against the police we just aren't loud enough so yeah. that's my that's that was another thing that i was gonna the, i don't have the answer for it mm-hmm I genuinely don't. Um, one of the reasons why I agreed to do this podcast is, and, and I asked Tom, like, what what is the what is the audience? Mm-hmm. What's the base that's listening to this? H- how do you spread the word? Because again, the the dude that voted against us getting a pay bump. Yep. Um, I want to talk to that guy. And you should be able to. I, I genuinely do I, because, like, dude. <laughs> 
I I don't I don't they ain't coming out of your paycheck. It's 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 it's, it's the the whole mentality that 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 it's a poison to the freaking community that that person is coming from. Right. It genuinely is because, and I'm telling you right now, South Phoenix riddled with gangs, riddled with crime. Sure. However, um, majority of the people still there living in that, in that area are very, very good, hardworking people. Yes. Yeah. And they're the ones being hurt by the 100, defunding. 100%. And that's, that's the whole confusion to it. And I said, it's time for, the public to have accountability and responsibility. When I started driving, my parents told me, if you get stopped by the police, they are the authority in the field. Mm -hmm. Now, if they ask you to do something inappropriate Mm -hmm. or handle it inappropriately, then we take it up at headquarters later, not in the field. You don't challenge that officer. I never, to be honest with you, the way I was brought, I never even really, like, I knew where I came from and what the cops were doing there. When When we came over here, my parents reinforced like their subject matter experts. Right. It didn't even occur to me that a cop would do anything wrong. Right. But nowadays, that's what's being promoted. 100%. Right. And that every cop is doing something. Yes, 100%. And yeah. the distrust. But the reality of the matter is, you know, and this whole thing about they defund and then now all of a sudden they're going, oh, that wasn't a good plan. So let's throw money back at it. Like the people are just going to suddenly migrate back. Well, right. you know what's happening? And that's ain't going to work. Yeah. So, so look at stats. Again, oh, yeah. <laughs> so, so, so um, when people start getting impacted by the increased level in, in violent crime, and I'm specifically saying violent crime because that's, that's what hurts the most. Right. Um, everybody's like, well, why didn't you guys do something about it? Well, why is our response time in the city of Phoenix? It's the number five city of size, eight minutes to a hot tone. Right. Eight minutes on average. That is ludicrous. Yes. Are you kidding me? So you mean to tell me that a lady that's freaking getting carjacked is going to have to wait for eight minutes for, 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 for a boy in blue to show up to freaking save her life or, 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 you know, prevent, or, 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 or have immediate fall. Like that, that's crazy. And that's the fallout from the public screaming and that, and the politicians well, we, falling in line. Well, we, it's a failure also in our leadership. Again, we do not advertise ourselves well. Right. You want to treat it as 21st century policing. You have to treat it like a business. Then you got to advertise. Sure. I'm sorry. The Facebook accounts and the Instagram posts that you put up mm-hmm. are, are just not enough. They don't touch enough because it touches the base that's interested in that. So, sure. so it touches the vocal, not the non-vocal majority, right? The silent majority, whatever it's called. And and and, and we have to, like, how do we get smarter? That that's that's what those guys should be, be being paid to do. Mm-hmm. But you got to get out of your own way, and and talk to more people. Not the same kind of stuff you've been doing 100%. for fifty right. years. And this is what we've been screaming um, from our perspective is. You can't just mental health has been involved in law enforcement for forever. <laughs> and now we've got peer support that's been around a good 20 years or however long. And and but we never seem to see the people at the top get outside of that group to people like us that have a different perspective. Not at all. We're beginning to see it with Border Patrol. They're opening the doors to us and to our training. But it's those it's, guys are hurting bad. Oh, amen. Yeah. And but if you got a PhD in front of your, your behind your name, mm-hmm. you are considered an expert. Not necessarily, not in this industry. Mm-hmm. And and we can't get people to listen. 
we have a whole different approach to things that work. When people go, where are your stats and stuff? I said, hell, who's got time to take stats? We're doing the work. Right. And people are coming back and more people are getting referred to us. If you got time to do stats and data, it tells me you ain't working very hard. And it, we've got, and it isn't about eliminating anybody. I get so sick of people. Yeah. Susan's trying to get rid of the license world. Hell no, I'm not. They got a job, but they aren't the only job in town. So check this out. Um, so, so I, I work in, in, um, not undercover. I work in an unmarked detail where my primary job is proactive policing, um, identifying problem areas and removing, uh, addressing those criminals. Sure. Um, the vision of my commander, this dude is one of the smartest men I've ever met in my life, by the way, um, was, uh, focusing on quality of life issues that impact that, that like certain area. Right. Mm-hmm. And what, what is, so how are we going to address that? Well, let's focus on instrumentalities of crime and we're going to go after guns and we're going to go after stolen vehicles. Why? Because those are the two tools utilized to commit violent crime. Right. You need, you need something and the cars are usually stolen mm-hmm. and, and the guns are usually stolen <laughs> and they poke holes in people where they shouldn't have. So, he started this program in in South Mountain Precinct where he would bring in uh, three to four patrol uh, people on quarterly basis and leave them on a long-term temporary assignment with the unit where we end up basically taking them under our wing and teaching them how to do proactive work even if in patrol. Mm-hmm. So you start noticing now talking about stats they're like well, okay well we keep, how do you keep stats well they have calls for service and that's how they calculate their stats well we start counting our arrests and what people are being arrested for our focus was guns stolen cars with that comes dope and then gang activity etc right sure it's all kind of morphed in one well i end up busting up my my knee and i'm on light duty so i i, I end up corroborating with our it unit which is from 1990s um and we created, I created a system which tracks our arrests and then correlated and compared to the calls for service and, the, and, and to see where, where, what's happening with respect to violent crime in a South Mountain precinct for, uh, since, since, since Commander's Vision started implemented by our lieutenant. And guess what? Out of all the precincts in Phoenix, because of the vision of this man mm-hmm. who should be a freaking chief of police and he doesn't want to and he's... He's never going to be, he's, he's like, he's never going to be a chief of police. He doesn't fit there politically. Well, and the people that should do it don't want to do it because they don't want to get caught up in the mess. He would yeah. do it. I, I'm sure that we would be able to talk him into because he's a natural born leader who will never forget to, what it is to be a cop. Right. Because he's done it. Sure. Right. And he cares about his people. So, and he also is very educated incapable of doing this complex job it's not enough anymore for you to have 40 years of experience in law enforcement right you have to have some business classes you have to have some psychology classes you have to understand how broad it's become and you you have to apply those tools to the world to the department in order for us to be 21st century and again don't you got to get out of the box yeah and he did right and, and what I'm trying to comprehend is like, why the heck there are people like that? Yeah. 
why the heck is it so difficult for a lot of different places in the country to 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 promote the people for their qualities versus their you know political. I don't want to yeah for political <laughs> stuff like I don't right. want like I don't want to say these things that are gonna get me in trouble but the thing the thing is it's a reality I mean and, well and, we're not gonna change things till we get real about it to no be yeah, yeah that's and, and that's the problem and again this is where my mouth gets me in trouble. But again, this is why I work for me, <laughs> too, um, because, uh, again, I've sat back and I've watched it for 30 years and I've watched the beating against their head against the wall doing the same thing. And again, we keep saying, what's the definition of insanity? Doing, doing the same the, thing over and over again. Yes. And, and that's what's happened in law enforcement right. for so many years in so many respects. Sure. And that's what has to change. And so people, again, like myself and Tom and our other stress coaches here, you know, we've got to start to speak up louder and yeah. stop worrying about somebody saying, well, she's anti-administration. I am not anti-administration at mm. all. I am very pro-administration. I just want them to listen and hear our perspective that we might be able to help. Let me, let me ask you this. Um, I, I, you know, when when I'm thinking about it and I'm having conversations with intelligent people about it and stuff like that, obviously it's a complex matter. There's going to take a lot. And it might take some time. Sure. But uh, but has have you talked to anybody or have you come up with any concepts or ideas of how to really bridge the gap between the public, re-educate them with respect to like this is what the reality is? Uh, we don't look at it from that perspective unless the door is open for us. And that's the thing. We typically um, are looking at it from a place of making sure that the officers we have mm -hmm. and their families are healthy to continue to fight the battle. Yeah, right. Because what we're seeing are good people walking away from this industry because yes. they're fed up. Yeah. And I said the most valuable thing that we and I hate the word target, but that we target to come in and work it under the shield are those people who are close to retirement or are retired mm -hmm. because you're talking about people with 20, 30 years experience. Mm -hmm. And they literally, I mean, how much money has been pumped in to Tom, for example, in training and everything, yeah. his experiences and everything. And then we just let him walk away and leave the industry. <laughs> and so our whole focus is let's bring those people in to be the stress coaches mm -hmm. to then work with, officers still working and families and we train spouses uh to come in and help those people at least be able to have a good home life yes and to have some balance yes. in there and be able to empty what we call the psychological garbage can yeah so that it doesn't take over and they wind up getting divorced a bunch of times uh having to go to alcohol rehab having to uh deal with all kind of physiological heart asthma cancer, right. diabetes, and then actually be able to live life after they do retire, but be able to give back. You know what's scary to me? What? I, uh, every now and again, to put like a, uh, email out, uh, the retired sergeant, retired officer, whatever, passed away, the blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And I look at, uh, I look at this, their serial number and the date of, uh, basically when they retired, it's within yep. like three years. Yes. Yeah, it's crazy. Yes. And that's where we can come in and be helpful. Also, it's about giving, because, you know, when you guys leave, you don't lose that desire to be needed and to help. Mm -hmm. 
And so, again, it's something you can do well, part Mark time. is working over at AG's office. Exactly. Right <laughs> but even like with us, it's something that you could do from the beach of Belize if you've got a phone and or a computer to be able to talk to somebody. Mm-hmm. And so that's our whole thing is to try to also let y'all be able to give back because you do have so much experience and you've got the respect of being able to say, I worked 27 right. years in patrol and, and motors and whatever. And don't don't think we haven't already flagged you as you'll be a stress coach one day. Well, look, I mean, the minute you get it going in Belize, I'll quit my job right now. So, well, well, I can get you trained, and you can go to Belize and start it. How's that? No, listen, I and 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 I com- I'm completely tracking the approach, and 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 I love it. I genuinely Good. do. Um, you know, there's gonna be some cops that're gonna be like, "Are you being a puss?" Sure. You know, yeah. and stuff like that. I'm not. I actually just I just love my brothers and sisters. Sure. You know, and the ones that usually are the ones that take that attitude are usually the ones that need the most help, and they take that stance so people don't think they need the help. Right. Yeah, it's really funny. There was an officer in a training up in northern Arizona, and that was his attitude through the whole training. Mark and I did, mm-hmm. and Mark and I had flagged him. We mm-hmm. already knew, and um, believe it or not, that person has now wound up wanting to be one of our stress coaches, <laughs> but he had to go through some bad stuff. Mm-hmm. And he had to leave an industry he we probably could have saved his job, mm-hmm. but he was listening to licensed mental health and went to places for treatment that he shouldn't have gone. Mm-hmm. We wound up sending him someplace that he should have been the whole time. And when he came out, honestly and truthfully, I think he could have gone back to work, but he had already quit at that point. Yeah. And so he went from ridicule and this is stupid and nobody needs this bullshit and stuff to now wanting to be one of our stress coaches. That's cool. And there's a lot of them like that, believe yeah. it or not. So, so mental aspect, I, I, uh, you know, it's interesting. Like it's, I didn't expect me to react like that when I told you the one little story. Well, that's kind of the way I operate. People will tell you she's a sneaky one. Yeah, she is. I came, I came in to see you open-minded because my brother, uh, trusted you and that's enough for me. Right. Mm -hmm. I, I don't, I meet people nowadays and it's acquaintances are one thing. Sure. Friends and are. You know, but if anybody, if this guy validates anybody to me, that's good enough, right? <laughs> so, so I figured I was gonna be completely transparent and open with you, and uh, and and wanted to provide some value if, if possible. And you yeah. have tremendous. So yeah. check this out. Uh, the the I don't know how much time we got. I assume we're wrapping up. But um, yesterday I was over at the uh, academy all day. Mm-hmm. Um, I was blessed uh, that. Some of the staff over there who has learned my name over the years with Phoenix um, believed that I would be a good fit for for their for their tactical training detail. Awesome. And I looked at that position like I know what monsters are over there. Former SCU dudes, uh, gang detectives, uh, some serious badass FDOs back in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, Malpass, yeah. which is in his own category. <laughs> yes, he is. You know, um, I remember little Yatsko. I miss that guy so much. You know, they're like, so, and I was like, I felt so honored when I when I got that call. Mm-hmm. I I never in a million years thought like that. I was like, oh my god, actually, like I'm, I built this. You know, that was such Chance an honor to make a difference. With and he was young like, ones. we're not we're not close buddies or anything like that. You know, and mm-hmm. this dude. So, so I'm considering 
I'm considering shaving the beard and 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 um going going over there to see how how I can impact and help give back drive that change back to yes to, to normal yeah. number one to 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 help the new yep and to reinforce and and support the existing absolutely you know good for you and because yeah. I think we're gonna see some changes there's gonna have to be some changes yeah. well. And so you talked about quality of life for the cops that are older, right? So, so what, 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 what does the, what does the leadership do? They decide to do a rebid with Phoenix, right? Right. So Tempe does Tempe's cause the water on, on yearly basis. Mm -hmm. That's, that's, that's how it's done. Everybody knows that everybody's cognizant of that. Sure. And, and as, as your seniority improves, you start getting way better schedules and stuff like that. And, and opportunities to go to some detective positions if you want to do that, whatever. Right. Phoenix is different. You know that. I mean, to do a rebid, that's a big freaking deal. It is. And they've done several in the last few years that have been kind of make you go, huh? So <laughs> so what do they do? The The proactive units... And primarily NET and CAO, the uh, community action officers. Mm -hmm. Community action officers are the face of the police department. They interact with the with the community leaders. That's what Mark leaders. did. Yeah. They, they, they interact, and, and, and they are they are that bridge that that that, that connects the yep. public and and the police department. Absolutely. Right? And you are cutting that down. We're, okay. <laughs> so they're they're they were cutting net in half. Mm -hmm. um, so the guys that are legitimately reducing the level of of specialties, the level of violence in areas, you're that's the only thing that's left. Yes, you you you're eliminating that because I understand the, the the calls for service eight minute response right is is really terrible. You're you're but you're robbing Peter to pay Paul. Well, you're putting a band-aid on an arterial bleed, is what you're doing. Yeah. And then and then and then guess what happens? There the, the math comes out that they were gonna get like 125, don't quote me on the numbers, uh 125 additional officers to bring the patrol back to the minimal staffing level requirement for response right. for the city. A lot of for 3,500, we have below thousand. Yeah. So so okay, cool. 125. That's gonna help. All right, cool. Some some freaking city analyst did the math and maybe reduced the response time by five minutes. Great. But what ends up happening? You end up losing 30 plus officers to retirement immediately. <laughs> but no, but you lost from the rebid. The guy who has been a CAO for years. Yep. Says I ain't going back. To older. Yeah. Out of touch with with with, with patrol work. Sure. Completely. Yeah, because we saw that work really well for the guy that came out of the academy mm -hmm. who'd been in there forever, and he goes back to patrol and basically winds up being charged. Yeah. <laughs> you go, that was a good plan. So no, you're right. So, 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 and then, so they were supposed to get 125, and then they ended up, they ended up losing 30 plus. Right. Oh, shoot. Now who are we going to, so, so we basically shot ourselves in the foot. Well, and my understanding is that it came out that they have about 27 a month putting in for drop, which means those people can leave any Anytime. day. Over 50% yeah. of the department can put in paper now. right now. Now. And That's yeah, I think crazy. the numbers they released the other day said in patrol, you're down to 987 That's what I'm telling you. or something. We're, and you should be at 1,800 in patrol. No, we should be at 3,500 in patrol. Okay. They had said 18, but. 
3500 in patrol that's not counting detected that's right. what that's what, that's what the budget is for <laughs> that number will never be and then you get your two main units sure which increases safety sure increases the uh, the speed of completing the process during calls which then again increase uh, decreases the response times right. sure not to mention just the numbers that's like the the community present uh, i mean uh police presence in, in itself used to reduce crime levels sure well not to mention the mental wellness of two guys or gals or whoever in a vehicle being able to talk between calls of the w debrief yes. right. discuss yes event absolutely yeah I mean, <laughs> this goes back to ending and and frowning upon choir practice. I understand yeah. the alcohol became an issue, but body cams. <laughs> as know, much as I'm you for, know about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, the perception of it. Um, but even body cams. And again, I'm a proponent of body cams. However, it has removed a very important component that chiefs and sheriffs and those don't understand. This is where we come in. Mm -hmm. Mental health doesn't look at this. But the reality of the matter is we have found studies that when you can use sick humor, the body sends a message to the brain This has no power over me. It used to be things with kids filled up your garbage cans. Now, because of body cams, you can't use sick humor on any call. Not at all. Because they're getting disciplined right. for their language, even though it's not in front of the victim's family or anything. So now we've gotten rid of the ability to use the sick humor to help lower your garbage can. And again, it's and it's not that they don't want you to be able to. They don't understand the impact of it, but mental health isn't going to explain that. But we will. That's the kind of stuff we bring to the table, only because we've been doing this for thirty years in a safe environment where officers can come in here and be suicidal. I don't know if you told you I had an officer sit in my driveway one day, ten minutes, Jeez. and I'm sitting here going, "You're wasting my damn time." Let's go, homie. And he walks in, and I go, "What the hell?" And he goes, well, I was sitting out there with my gun in, in my mouth. And I said, well, apparently you didn't decide to pull the trigger because you now walked in my office. And he, and he looked at me and he goes, yeah, he goes, I knew it would piss you off if I did it in your driveway. And I went, you're damn straight. And I sit your ass down. What's going on? <laughs> you're crazy. Hey. But that's how I treat it because it's not about mental illness. No, I know. But that's I love it. And that's how we have to address it. So, so. Um, but if it's give me your gun and badge because you were talking about killing yourself, like that's the only damn way you can do it. No, it's, it's, yeah. it's it's just it's like again it's just lack of lack of ability to do your job those people that are making those decisions and saying like your job is done right they don't have the vision and and they're they're on paper qualified to lead right they're not but leaders. they're also being advised by people yes because it's a phd just like the whole 30-day policy of being off if you're in a critical incident how do we know that it's 30 days? Like, how do we know that it's 30 days? Well, I'll tell you why. Is it enough or is it not? Like well, because a licensed mental health person, and I understand where they're coming from, in peer support, we say that whatever an officer experiences, goes through, exhibits for 30 days after a critical incident mm -hmm. is normal. Well, here's the problem at Phoenix. You take that, let's say, canine. Mm -hmm. You pull that canine officer off the street for 30 days. Mm -hmm. Canine doesn't get trained, and we stick him at the airport mm -hmm. where nobody knows him. Mm -hmm. So they don't know if what he's exhibiting and what he's doing is normal or right. not. And so on paper, it makes sense. Mm -hmm. But in practice, it makes zero sense. Mm -hmm. And again, that's where people like us can come in and go, hold on, time out. <laughs> we get where your 30 days is coming from. However, here are some things you might want to look at and consider in that. 
and that not everybody needs 30 days. Mm -hmm. And that's, again, those are the things we would understand far over somebody who got a PhD that never been a cop, never been around a cop, never been married to a cop. We just want to all play at the same table. That's all we want to do. Well, um, let, let's get you in a table. Well, I agree. And we, we'll talk about that at lunch. And <laughs> again, as we wrap this up, we keep you here all day and yeah. you will be back. Um, I think he needs to be a regular. On here. <laughs> <coughs> we'll have the Mick uh, podcast uh, uh, episodes because um, obviously this one is going to go into more than one, which is, yeah. is a good thing. And um, but, you know, there's a lot I'd love for you to experience and find out from us. Because I think we can work really well together. And again, you'll you will be, and you can ask Mark Valenzuela, whatever Susan says, it will happen. <laughs> I don't care how big a badass you are. Um, I'm a redhead, I'm 63, I'm from the South, I'll kick your ass. Um in you one in one to. in one form or another. Um, but if I tell you something's gonna happen, you you will do it. Um, and you will eventually be a sport a stress coach with us. Uh, you know, you you won't even have to. Here's the thing, it would be my pleasure. Well, we'd be honored to have yeah. you. You know, and, it, it, and because you'll bring a lot to the table. When I started, like when I started, I was pedal to the metal. I'm going to absorb as much as I can and sure. be be a freaking awesome cop. Sure. And I'm going to every every interaction that I have with the public, they're going to end up loving me. And that was my goal. And right? that's the way it ought to be. Yeah. And then, you know, my family paid a price a little bit because of it. Mm -hmm stuck with me and it's cool and now i'm getting older i'm getting you know more tread built on my tire <laughs> and 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 now my focus is more on um making a transformation developing others yep helping others and 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 it's not just enough to say hey you will lose friends as a cop because they don't understand your schedule all right, dude, I'll just go hang out with a bunch of cops. Sure. <laughs> but the impact behind and the, the like, you know, the the distance that gets being built even with your immediate family members and stuff like that. Well, I I think I can speak to it from sure. personal experience. And um Yeah, and the family has to be trained to be part of the lifestyle. Yeah, well, you know what I did to Nicole. <laughs> and and the thing about it is even at Phoenix still, there are RTOs that are still teaching, keep personal and professional separate it's the oldest most archaic biggest waste of time that creates more issues and problems yeah. that we deal with in here daily and so that's where to me it you know i said i've i've started this company 30 years ago mm -hmm. i've kept it very close to the vest because it's so much of who i am mm -hmm. that i've had to start to let other people into this because i won't be here forever and it, it i don't want it to die on the vine and it's the same thing with you guys when you go out and you do the best job and you're doing it right and you're mending fences with the public and putting bad guys in jail, it doesn't do the industry any good for you to keep that with you and retire well, and leave it. Right. And Tom, yes. he could have worked for another 15 years. Yes. It, oh, I don't know about but that. But he wanted to grow uh, goatee. Yeah, no. He wanted to grow goatee instead of just having mustache and then like everything went to hair. But that's how you give back at the Academy, by doing those things coming on board with Under the Shield, because I tell you, every Phoenix officer that comes to us comes to us by word of mouth, mm -hmm. and we see a ton of Phoenix cops. In it's, here. it's awesome. I'm, I'm really, I'm really like happy that he introduced me to you. And, and this is just another resource you can spread the word and share. Uh, yeah. Yes, absolutely. You and know, that's the, that's the key. That's how we start to really, uh, you know, Phoenix will never hire me. That's fine. 
Um, but you I, don't know that because our, our chief, I heard it, that she's retiring here. Well, so minute. she says, but she didn't tell anybody a date. And that Nobody's might be a plan. Seen, we'll talk at lunch. But, yeah. Um, um, yeah, I just they, never heard anybody retiring and not telling us what date they're retiring. Yeah, but whatever. I am noticing some promotions happening that are very appropriate. Changes are happening. Sure. Um, I'm still in my position bearded out because they recognize what's needed to keep the boat afloat absolutely and i hate saying that stuff because that makes me sound cocky i am not a cocky guy no but it's the truth it's it's i am i i don't know if you remember me saying phoenix recognizes and 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 invests in people that 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 are willing to do the right thing right and i'm not the best cop in the world but god i'll give you my soul sure to do the best Mm -hmm. job i possibly can and that's what matters and and that is why i'm i'm having a chance to go to ttd Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna do the best I possibly can there. Learn as much as I can as well from those individuals that are teaching currently. Yes. From the young ones that are coming up and the current, they're they're coming for refreshers, and then hoping to cross, end up in gangs. Sure. At some point, and then I'm gonna promote. There you go. And then. Well, Nick, like I said, we we end, could have you here all day. Let's let's and, end on and that. We will have you back. I would love to. And um, you know, as we wrap this up. Uh, again, thank you for taking the time and coming in here to learn more about Under the Shield and us to learn more about you and working together to try to make a difference. Again, if only, we just only help thing, one cop. If you would have just told me Mark Valenzuela, I would have been like this. <laughs> Hey, I'm telling you, that, thank you guys so much for having me over, genuinely. And and if, 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 I can, if I can help move the needle, I definitely will do that. So usually it's Lieutenant Colonel Dave Grossman that gets me brownie points. I got to call Mark now and tell him, hey, you got me some brownie points with somebody today. Um, but we thank our audience for listening and, and continuing to follow us here at Under the Shield and Fight in Progress. We hope you'll share these podcasts with right. your friends. Uh, to those first responders that are out there in military and families that are listening Uh, We appreciate you. We appreciate all the sacrifices you make. I especially, as every week, I try to say I'm uh, very appreciative to all the families and the sacrifices they make. Been there, done that. And it's a thankless job. It's a very difficult Mm -hmm. uh, role to play in a very important population. And I don't think we give them enough credit to deal with the things they deal with. And uh, basically you're running as single parents most of the time. Um, but we do appreciate you. And uh, next episode, we're going to have somebody, um, kind of an interesting individual, that there's a movie that's been made yeah. about his life called Break Every Chain. Yeah. So you might want to look that up and learn about his name is Marshall. <laughs> and I can remember his first name, given Marshall is is my son's name. Um, but what's his last name? Do you remember? Uh, no. But if you look up Break Every Chain, you'll learn about him. He's a cop out, and he's still a cop. Yeah. Out of, do you remember where he's from, Tom? You know, you're putting me on West the Virginia? Spot. Yes. Isn't it West Virginia? Yes, it is. And uh, so we are fortunate enough, we're going to have him on the podcast um, next episode. And then we will be in the Under the Shield studio. Actually, his name is not Marshall. Oh, I it's thought it was. Jonathan. Oh, we already had a marshal. Yeah, that's why you're that's thinking That's right. Mar- yes, Marshall. that's what it is. Jonathan. Jonathan yes. Hickory. Hickory. And um, so he'll be our next guest, and it's going to be an interesting one. Watch the movie. Yeah, I've um, watched the movie. I just finished his book. Yeah, I hadn't the read book, the book yet. The book was really good. Yeah, it, I need to read the book. It definitely goes into more detail. Time. Um, 
And uh, anyway, like I said, and we will be uh, actually in studio, in a real studio, not right. here in the office. Unless I drill too in many holes home. in the table and it falls apart. Well, then you're just going to go buy another <laughs> table and we'll have, we're still going to have it up and running. So uh, that's real exciting. We move in our office July 1st and we'll get that up and running. And again, we thank you for your support. Remember, uh, we are available to you 24-7 here at Under the Shield. You can call 855-889-2348. It's a 24-7 number. Uh, if you hit extension 1, we will not even have your phone number. So it is completely anonymous. Uh, we do not ask your name, who you work for. We may ask if you're in a state where we have a stress coach, if it's somebody you'd like to meet with someone face-to-face. But that's entirely up to you. You can make up a name, be Bugs Bunny, Daffy Duck. Yeah. We don't care. Uh, my cell number is 334-324-3570. And my cell phone number is 480-861-6574. And again, if you want to talk to a stress coach, if you're fire out there, we have stress coaches in fire. We have stress coaches in dispatch. We have every specialty. We have families, mothers, fathers, Sisters. Someone for kids. Yes, everything. absolutely. Um, we are not a, a resource number. We are the resource. So you call us, you're going to get one of us. Um, and again, if you don't want to talk to me because I'm some crazy Southern and you want to talk to Tom <laughs> or uh, heck, I think Mick would probably talk to you. Um, we'll get you in touch with someone um, that is in your specialty. So just all we're telling you is please reach out. We can't help if, if you don't reach out. And again, Mick, thank you. And uh, we're going to take him to lunch here. And uh, I'm sure this conversation will continue on. Uh, God bless you. God bless your families in this great nation that we live in. And we hope you'll stay tuned. Thank you. Thanks again for listening.